Welcome. I'm Panayota Daphniotis, and I'm your host for an intellectual property podcast series brought to you by Dentons Canada. This podcast series covers a broad range of intellectual property topics on patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, and related IP disputes with an emphasis on the practical, giving companies of all sizes and industries the IP intel they should be thinking about. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There, you can access all of our intellectual property podcasts as well as an episode description for each topic and information about our speakers. We are currently living in unprecedented times and we hope all of our listeners are in good health and staying positive. It is worth mentioning that we, like many of you, are working remotely and so we are recording these podcasts from our respective new home offices and we are excited to be able to do so and bring this content to our listeners. And now, over to our podcast topic and speakers. Good day, everyone. Today's podcast episode is focused on what I'm going to call a Canadian IP success story. It's a story about innovative technology, a forward-thinking IP strategy, and the availability of unique financing to help accelerate the commercialization of scaling companies based on solid IP portfolios. Here to help me tell the story are three guests. With me today, I have Sarush Karimzadeh, CEO and co-founder of Novark Technology. Previously, Sarush was a product manager at AutoPro Automation, project engineer at Kruger Products, and in 2011, he founded and led a startup technology company creating a novel SaaS CRM platform. Sarush holds an MBA in strategy and finance from the University of British Columbia and is a professional engineer as well as a CFA charter holder. He holds a Master of Applied Science in Electrical Engineering from the University of British Columbia and a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering from Sharif University of Technology. Also with us today is Lali Remintilia, Managing Partner, Intellectual Property Back Financing at BDC. Lally oversees and provides strategic guidance to a national team that helps companies accelerate their growth or the commercialization of their innovation. Following nearly two decades of experience as a financial executive in the technology sector, Lally moved into investment, becoming CFO and then president and CEO of commercial lender Quantius. Prior to that, she was Vice President of Finance and Administration at Newlogy Corporation. And before that, she was Vice President at Lava Life and Lucent Technologies Canada. Lally is a Chartered Professional Accountant and she holds a Master of Business Administration from York University and a Bachelor of Arts in Communications. And finally, we also have one of my colleagues, Richard Johnson, a partner at Denton's Canada Intellectual Property Team 
located in the Vancouver office. Richard brings over 20 years experience and has built an impressive IP practice that is national in scope and encompasses all areas of intellectual property law, including patents, trademarks, designs, copyrights, and trade secrets. Richard has drafted and prosecuted patent applications covering a wide range of technology with a focus on mechanical, electrical, electronic, optical, and computer-related inventions. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being with us here today. So let's dive right in and tell our story. Almost a year ago, BDC Capital, the investment arm of the BDC, announced a fund that was aimed at providing intellectual property-backed financing for companies in Canada. And perhaps I'd like to begin with you, Lally, um, and ask if you can um, maybe just describe the fund for our listeners. It's uh, a $160 million fund and first of its kind uh, in the country. As part of this fund, we really have four major objectives. Uh, the first one is to help accelerate the commercialization of IP-rich companies across the country. The second one is to address the needs of certain underserved industries where we know that having a very rich IP portfolio is almost table stakes, but there seems to be a lack of funding or access to capital. Third, we also want through this fund to facilitate access and uh, to advise Third, uh, we want to um, also facilitate access to advice and expertise to the companies that uh, we interact with and we invest in. And lastly, it's very important for us to also bring together a supportive IP ecosystem or what I call an IP village uh, in the country and, and even globally. So in order to achieve these objectives, one of the bylines I have for this fund is that we want to be able to cut large checks earlier in the development of the companies that we fund. We believe that providing flexible, patient, and value-add capital when the company needs it the most is really what's going to help them grow and will um, allow them to focus on executing on their plans. And so the way we're doing this is by making investments of somewhere between three to $10 million per company. Um, companies that we invest in can be private or public. Um, we also have the flexibility of being able to make um, investments across all asset classes. So it can be a debt investment, a quasi equity investment or convertible note or pure equity structure. Um, by taking a bespoke approach, we're essentially um, I, recognizing the fact that each of the companies we invest in is truly unique, and it really um, is a way by which we come in and understand their financial strategy and, and come up with a very customized solution to address their needs. Um, and then after an investment is made, what's also important for us is to continue to monitor the company's progress and especially the development of their IP portfolio and the strength of their IP strategy. So, so how do we do this? Um, one of the things that makes this uh, fund very unique is that we specifically brought in an IP-focused investment process. So I was the um, CEO of Quantius. It's a commercial lender that um, uh, came out into the market in 2016 
with an, a commercial, uh, uh, sort of an alternative commercial lending strategy of um, integrating IP analytics and IP valuation into the investment process. And then what this allows us to do is essentially understand in, in a better and more, uh, I guess, deliberate way, how a company's IP portfolio and IP strategy actually contributes to its growth. Um, we're able through the discipline that we have to generate additional insights on what makes the companies more creditworthy, what makes them stronger, what makes them more unique in the market, and definitely what unleashes or drives their future potential. Um, and so the, the process that we undertake is very extensive. It's almost uh, like a venture capital process. We go really deep into understanding the company's IP strategy, making sure that there's alignment between the IP strategy and their business strategy, and also understanding the plans and ambitions and commitment of the management team in pursuing that. Um, and, and so when we work with companies, we essentially look for what we term product market mode fit. So we work with companies that have already commercialized uh, a product and have revenue streams of at least a million dollars, whether it be product sales, services sales, or IP licensing sales um, that are addressing the needs and selling into a large global market. And where that IP portfolio or that IP strategy has demonstrated through, through uh, patents, copyrights, trademarks, um, data and proprietary software and trade secret protection, um, a moat that essentially provides a company a competitive advantage. And when I hear you describe uh, the fund and the objectives of the fund, particularly when you talk about providing companies with advice and expertise and understanding their IP strategy and making sure it aligns with their business strategy, um, it, you can certainly see very clearly why this is considered to be such a unique financing model uh, and really first of first of its kind funding in, in, in Canada. Um, and, and especially the alignment between IP strategy and, I, and business strategy is so fundamental. Um, so, so that's really, uh, really quite interesting to hear. So, so I guess, you know, talking about IP rich companies, I think this is a good segue to, to re, you know, to go to you, Sarush, and, and um, talk to you a little bit about, about your company um, and uh, maybe share with us your view on how your company uh, views protection of its IP and its innovation. Thank you, Paniotto. Um at Novark, we started the company by working more than 10 years to master design and creation of a robotic solutions to solve the challenges that are faced by pipe fabrication and manufacturing shops, really struggling to automate the pipe welding process. Uh, the result was a spool welding robot, SWR, the world's first collaborative welding robot or welding cobot, which we launched in 2017. Um, our Novark's SWR, essentially transforms the way clients can bid on jobs, providing, providing an automation solution to traditional industries. We're constantly working with our clients in the pipe fabrication uh, industry, serving oil and gas, building construction, shipbuilding industries, to help them increase their profitability on jobs they've won or reduce the price uh, on their bids to win new projects while retaining or in increasing their margins. We are developing new solutions in the areas of artificial intelligence and machine learning that allows us our cobots to work smarter and more intelligently 
which highlights the need for, uh, for us to also adapt our IP strategy. Uh, the Novark solution is increasingly relevant today because high fabrication shops uh, need to optimize their welding capacity on demand to better serve their clients and improve their bottom line without having to recruit new senior welders, which are increasingly hard to find as many are retiring. Uh, since our product launch in 2017, Novark has experienced tremendous growth with 1,245% increase in revenue from 2016 to 2019 and ranked 45th among Canada's top growing companies in 2020 uh, in the Global Mail reports on business. Uh, during the pandemic year of 2020, uh, the company experienced a growth in revenue of more than 60%. Uh, now, when it comes to our IP strategy, we have, uh, as, as a tech startup, uh, originally um, starting the business, uh, we started with day one, uh, knowing that IP strategy is going to be crucial to our co commercialization success. Uh, we started working very closely with our IP counsel, uh, Richard, um, back in 2013 to start um, putting an IP strategy in place. Um, and, and I think that certainly has paid dividends over time. Um, what was what has changed now with this new BDC financing program is that originally when you think about IP strategy and uh, how IP is valuable to the company, you think about increasing your profitability or potential to avert threats from your competitors and maybe attracting investments based only on your IP was something that was never on top of our minds when we started this. Uh, but uh, since working with BDC, we started working with them about a year ago, that has uh, and, and succeeding in securing the growth funding that we, we, uh, we got from BDC. Uh, that proves that now there is the two, two new companies that are starting in, in, uh, in technology or other areas uh, that uh, attracting investments can be a potential benefit of having a solid IP strategy in place. And there, and there again is an example of the advice and expertise offered uh, uh, through BDC, which is which is fantastic. And and, um, and many companies do consider their intangible assets assets to really be, you know, more important. In fact, these days uh, than their tangible assets. Um, and there is, you know, information. I think the um, the Canadian government issued an IP report, and there is data to support the statement that. Uh, companies with registered IP are recognized as having greater growth and success potential. Um, and so um, I, I guess, uh, Richard, uh, you and I have, have spoken and continue to speak to clients pretty regularly about the importance of an IP strategy um, and an IP strategy early um, in, uh, in its business and uh, development of its business strategy. And so maybe uh, you can share with us um, you know, how companies like Novark really, uh, and your work with them have developed their own IP strategy and uh, what you've seen them uh, do in terms of taking advantage of financing uh, available to them like the BBC fund. Thank you, Paniota. Um, yeah, certainly it's uh, very important for companies like Novark to, um, if you're gonna be, in, launching a new product, um, that is a, usually a good indicator that you may have some IP that you should be thinking about protecting. And it comes, um, ultimately it comes, developing a good IP strategy requires sort of leadership to be aware of the issues of the company. So um, a new product, oh, we've invented a new robot. Okay, well, that one is kind of an easy one, but what about 
when you're making incremental improvements to your existing products. Well, sometimes companies can overlook that. And um, those, those improvements can be also uh, very valuable intellectual property that you can protect sometimes through patents. Uh, sometimes just it's, a, it's a copyright protection with software, uh, but even then it's good to document what you're doing. Um, it's important that you know, this, this awareness of IP is not just at the C-suite level, but technical team should be aware. Um, you want to have good employment agreements with all your people. Um, if you're bringing in outside contractors, make sure you're documenting you know, who owns what. If they're producing stuff for you, you want to make sure that you own it and are able to exploit it. Um, it is certainly not a one-size-fits-all. Um, not every company is going to want to be filing a bunch of patent applications, but you want to be aware of that possibility and just keep that in mind with your technical team. Are you, is this something that is new? Is this like, did we have to figure out some uh, problem in order to get this to work? That's usually a good indication that hmm, maybe we've got something here that's worth protecting. And the other thing to keep in mind is this timing. You know, it's gotta be early on in the process. Uh, most countries will not give you a patent unless you file an application while your invention is still secret. Uh, Canada gives you a one-year grace period and the US to some extent does too, but it's always better to file while your invention is still secret. So it's important to engage early on with professional advisors to identify opportunities to protect your IP. Um, registering, you know, filing a patent application in, in addition to the benefits we've sort of talked about, I mean, the traditional one is you can have a, if you have a patent, you can sue someone for patent infringement. Um, as we were talking about now, you can also attract investors, but it also simplifies things if you um, are trying to do valuations in some, in some cases, uh, you can um, use your patent filings as evidence of what you have if you're going to enter a collaboration, for example, with another company, and you're trying to make sure that everyone is, you know, what the party is contributing. Well, if everyone's if you don't have documented your own IP before entering that, um, that can muddy the water. So, so having a good portfolio, having it laid out, um, even if to the extent you're keeping stuff secret, make sure you're, you're documenting them and, and um, you know, keeping them, you know, making sure that you're limiting the dissemination of those secrets to only those people that really need to know those secrets. Um, but it, yeah, just back to the original point, being aware of the types of IP protection out there and engaging early with professional advisors to, to help you protect those are, are key. Um, I guess the, the next, I was gonna sort of talk a bit more specifically about the, this, this BDC fund and in particular, um, Sirish, maybe you could uh, give us some examples of, you know, of the impact of getting this the, the BDC funding um, through this IP pack financing and, and how it's helped Nova. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, Richard. I just want to say, uh, um, following your, your earlier comments, sometimes it's the leadership of the companies, uh, especially startups or tech companies, are very much busy with developing the product and developing the market and commercialization. And uh, I think it's very important to as you mentioned to have uh, an IP council that can help you then design craft and develop your IP strategy uh, while you're busy doing everything else. Uh, so we, we've been lucky in that sense. And um, to answer your question about how the 
this BDC program has helped us, it's, I think it's important to understand that this is a very unique, as Lali mentioned, um, product that BDC is now offering. And I strongly believe there's something that was missing in the financing ecosystem in Canada uh, that helps companies to bridge that see the strategic investment rounds to profitability. Um, so when we raised this, uh, when we approached uh, BDC originally, we uh, we were we actually approached Quantius. Um, we're talking to other lenders, and we wanted to uh, see what are the possibilities. And we uh, we started talking to Quantius, and we learned that okay, well, they do IP back financing, and and that sounded great. So throughout when we started through other conversations, uh, we learned that we can raise growth capital to uh, help us uh, accelerate some, um, our um, commercialization plans. Uh, and that's exactly what we're doing now. So we, we raise the capital to be able to meet the demand that we see uh, at the global level for our school welding robot, accelerate our sales and marketing uh, initiatives, uh, expand our operations team, as well as accelerate those projects in R&D and engineering that we always wanted to do. Um, equally important, I think, is, is to note that through this uh, partnership with BDC IPVAC program, we have been able to, uh, we have, we we're now much more aware of um, how important I think that IP strategy is and we want to, we're going to be working with BDC and our council to uh, make sure our IP strategy sound for where we're heading uh, next, which is scaling up our, uh, our product portfolio and our operations um, to meet the demand, as I mentioned. So uh, really expanding our competitive mode um, as part of um, an ability to do that. This program has, has given us the tools uh, to be able to explore that further, uh, look at how we can expand or um, uh, fine tune our IP strategy uh, for the stage that we're in as well. And I'd really like to echo one of the things that you, Richard, you touched on and Sarushi did as well is leadership. Um, and leadership is so key um, when it comes to what we're talking about here, not just driving, of course, your business strategy, but that IP strategy. And that sort of goes hand in hand with culture. And I've, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before about the importance of an IP culture in a company. Uh, and that's just not, it's, it's for companies of all sizes, really. That's really how you grow and head um, in that direction, adopt and, and implement an IP strategy. And then finally, uh, Richard, what you mentioned as well is for sure, patents get the lion's share of attention often in these kinds of discussions. But um, the truth is, is that um, it, it's not just called a patent strategy, it's called an IP strategy because there are many other forms of protection uh, that exist and um, that are available. And so uh, those are really key points to keep in mind. Um, and so, you know, Lali, I guess when, when you and I first spoke last summer, uh, it was early days in, in, in hearing and learning and seeing um, the BDC fund launch. And I guess what would be really interesting to hear uh, is how have Canadian companies been responding to the BDC fund? Um, you know, what advice do you have? And I guess what advice would you, you would have for companies that are interested in, uh, in learning more, taking advantage of the fund, engaging with, uh, with the BDC, et cetera? Well, thank you very much. I mean, response has been definitely been very positive. Um, and it, it's really great to see all these innovative companies across all industries, um, I guess, you know, exist in Canada. And it really just um, gave us a, a sense that there's true innovation and talent here. And, and we really need to focus on making sure 
that we recognize uh, these companies and what they've done uh, as far as um, starting and developing and strengthening their IP strategies. I would say that we probably meet one company a day and um, we're seeing companies across uh, different provinces as well. Um, and the hypothesis that we had when we started the fund was that there was definitely a lot of needs in um, companies in, in those sort of what you call IP table stakes uh, sectors and industries. So we've seen a lot of companies in medical devices, uh, advanced manufacturing, telecommunications, a lot of the hardware driven companies, uh, as well as consumer products. And, and so that hypothesis is proving through uh, to be really um, uh, true. And, and what we're really looking for right now is really developing a lot more of our team's expertise and making sure that we're um, being more, um, I guess, um, helpful in, in those industries because we know that if we invest a lot of time and effort in those industries, then we're, we'll be able to create more champions um, uh, coming from companies um, in that space. Um, so yes, the, the pipeline has been full. Um, it's always great to hear from companies. Um, we, we're speaking with companies that may have been started coming out of a university or a research center. We're seeing, um, I guess, inventors who are coming out and creating um, companies around their invention. Um, and we're also seeing a lot of sophistication in some companies who want to acquire IP and also want to help other startups or other companies commercialize their IP. Uh, I would say in probably just in the last um, couple of weeks, there's been a trend of companies who want to, like more established companies who want to be almost um, an aggregator. And then and, and I'd say that that's really a great business model for us to look at because that will truly accelerate commercialization across uh, different companies. Um, and so if there's one piece of advice I would um, give companies right now, it's um, reach out to us. Um, IP-backed financing is a very new uh, investment strategy. And so we're learning um, from the companies um, as well as, as to where the opportunities are, what are the pain points, uh, and therefore, we, we've tried to be very open with the uh, industry. So um, anyone can come to our website. So we've got bdc.ca forward slash IP. So that's the English uh, page. And then we have our French page, which is bdc.ca forward slash PI. Um, drop us a note. Let us um, know about your company. And we'll start the conversation from there. Um, and it's funny because, I mean, when, when we started, uh, it's Quantius, which obviously came in and it became the BDC IP-backed financing fund. It's all about creating the fund or the lender that we wanted to take money from. And, and so it's it's really about um, creating an atmosphere where we can be accessible uh, to companies and learn from them so that from there we, we can create new products and new solutions that will really help address their needs. Yeah, and you, BDC has certainly shown its to be quite accessible. Um, and that's incredibly important to companies like Novark. I think it's exciting to see the BD Fund in action uh, and really witness through the story, I guess, that we're telling here today about how it provides companies like Novark uh, with the help that it needs to expand their team uh, and support their global uh, trajectory, trajectory, I guess, all based on you know, what we said at the outset, a forward-thinking IP strategy and a strong business model. Um, and so I think with that, um, maybe this is a good place to end. Uh, I do thank you all for being here with us today, and especially 
uh, to Novark and BDC for sharing this story with us. Uh, it is certainly a story that I think can inspire other companies to leverage uh, and protect their own IP. And so with that, thank you very much and stay well. Information provided during this episode should not be taken as legal advice. Denton's Canadian Intellectual Property Group has expertise that spans all areas of IP, patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, and related disputes and litigation. Our speakers from this podcast episode or any other professional in our group would be pleased to speak with you about today's topic or any other IP topic of interest. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes in our IP series. Oh.